This is Jeremy Benson for the GRC Podcast. This is a Thursday night edition of Friday Game of the Week. And Albany just knocked off King City 46-12. to It was a close game in the first half. Uh, it was actually 12-12 uh, to right before the final drive, or really the final um, big drive of the, of the half. Uh, Albany got out to a lead, 6 uh, nothing. Uh, it looked like they were going to... Uh, I would say, really have a, a strong first half. Uh, Kemper Klein uh, had four rushes, 55 yards. Uh, he was uh, scored a touchdown on a 41-yard uh, drive from midfield and took the 6 nothing lead, but King City came right back. They had a nine-play drive uh, where they had a uh, Eaton Depolium 29-yard touchdown pass, tied it up at six. Uh, King City would get get the lead on the Eaton to Dirks 14-yard touchdown to go up 12-6 on their next drive. Albany answered another uh, touchdown from Kipper Klein, this time from nine yards out. Just after the uh, second quarter started, they would tie it at 12. But neither team would be able to uh, score on their next few drives. And King City got the ball down to the uh, Albany uh, two-yard line. This was after an Albany fumble turned it over when they were p- about ready to punt. And so uh, King City got down to the two, but they were stopped. Uh, and so Albany started out at the uh, at their own two-yard line. And so the first two plays were penalties uh, by both teams. It got the ball to the three. And then the next play, uh, Klein got the ball to the four. And it looked like it was going to be stalled. There was under a minute left, I think about 30 or 40 seconds left. Uh, Klein got out of bounds at the 12. He got he just got a first down. Uh, and so it was uh, about 30 seconds left. And then Klein had two quick drives, one to, or two quick passes, one to midfield uh, to Porter Davis, and then another one on, uh, on the sideline, uh, the four-yard line, another one to Porter Davis, and then Klein ran it in. So it was just boom, 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 and they they took the lead, eighteen to twelve, going into the uh, locker room. Uh, Albany just they got the momentum right back out. Uh, first uh, play, really the kickoff. Uh, it, it really didn't look like an onside kick to me. It looked they just squib kicked it, but they squib kicked it uh, where no King City players were. And they recovered it, and then they uh, got another uh, touchdown run from Klein. So Klein, he had uh, four touchdown runs uh, in the, at that point. Uh, the two-point uh, conversion was good this time, led it 26-12. to 12. And so Klein had four touchdown runs at that point. Albany would continue uh, stopping King City, and they uh, were able to continue putting points on the board. We had a Klein to Burke a touchdown yard touchdown uh, pass from seven yards out, and then later Burke would uh, get a uh, interception, a twenty-five yard uh, touchdown uh, uh, on an interception, and then uh, Klein would have a eleven uh, yard touchdown pass to Bunton, and Albany would win it forty-six to twelve. I caught up with uh, Coach Doug Fountain after the game and also Coach uh, Micah Breckenridge of King City, and they talked about the uh, talked about the game. So here's their interviews. Hi, I've got Coach Doug Fountain of Albany. They just won 46-12 over King City. Uh, Coach, uh, first half was uh, really a rough start. You were down 12-6. Uh, you were really, uh, say, not playing that well in the first half. Really, what was uh, the, why was do you have a slow start to this game? 
Well, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I first drive offensively, we were sound and, and marched it down the field, put one in, and and then defensively, uh, you know, gave up a little bit of dent in the defense there and started to get things figured out and then give one up over the top. And, and then for the balance of the first half, we just kind of shot ourselves in the foot. King City had a lot to do with that. They were a very good football team, well-coached, disciplined. They didn't make mistakes, and we did. So we found ourselves in a hole. Uh, you know, our kids came back and had some resolve, and, and, you know, we talked to them about culture all the time. You know, really feel like tonight was just a culture win for us. Um, didn't play well in the first half at all. Special teams was, was kind of a deal, yeah. and, and that put gave them some short porches there. You know, they were kind of playing home run derby in Fenway, hitting it over right, it felt like, because yeah. they just had a short field. I don't know how many times, but, uh, you know, we were able to buckle down defensively, got some things rolling in the second half, found our run game out of a tight formation in the second half, and, and got a mojo going, and, you know, a lot of credit to our kids that uh, when opportunities presented themselves, they were able to be opportunistic. So the the last drive of the first half, it looked like it was kind of bogged down there uh, towards the end, about about 30 seconds left, and then uh, Kemper had a run that got him a first down, and then two big pass plays. Uh, how did that motivate the team going into halftime? Well, you know, that's a momentum deal for sure. You know, we were excited to get the stop there, and, and though we were buried, you know, we kept them out of the end zone and kept it tied. Uh, just wanted to get some breathing room there and got a little bit of breathing room. Uh, and then, and you know, eight-man football, sometimes you get matchups and you want to take shots. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, so we took a shot, and it paid off, and took another shot, and that one paid off, and mm -hmm. now we're down in scoring position. And that, you know, that was certainly a big momentum shifter for us. And, uh, you know, got us going there going into halftime. And, and then the start of the second half, you uh, get the ball on an onside kick. So it's like momentum built upon momentum. And then you go in for the touchdown. So how big was that onside kick? Oh, it was huge. You know, again, you know, opportunities in front of your kids. And, and they've got to, uh, you know, the, the people that take advantage of opportunities are the people that are prepared. And, uh, you know, feel our, we like feel like our kids are very uh, prepared each time we step on the field. And, and for as much, you know, the air was weird and, and the weight was on us mm -hmm. in the first half. And then we kind of came through that together. And, and then all of a sudden we realized, hey, we kind of got control of this, so let's go take advantage of an opportunity, and, and that's what we did. I want to talk about uh, one player in the second half, had a big second half, uh, Kyle Burke. Uh, had a touchdown catch and two interceptions. Talk about his play. Uh, you know, he's been big force all year, and he's a guy that a lot of people don't talk about. But he is a high, high energy and effort guy, and he's the guy, you know, I wish everybody would play, ever played the game of football, played as hard as he does. Uh, and, again, just going back to whenever you have opportunities, uh, if you're prepared, you can make, you know, you have a great chance to make the play, and that's what he was able to do. You're probably going to have uh, some tough games down down the stretch uh, in the playoffs. With a, I know you've had some tough games already, but you've got a tough district. How does this prepare you for that? Well, I tell you what, we've been battle tested, been in a bunch of dog fights. I'm not sure how many teeth we have left, but yeah. we've been battling, you know. And uh, you know, th this is a what a great experience for our kids to get to play in all these games. You know, I've had seasons where you don't have this many big games, and you know, each week's just a big game and, and against great quality opponents. Uh, and we'll have another one next week against a team with a lot of weapons. And then as we enter district play, you know, I mentioned someone the other day, man, it's like the Ric Flair district. Yeah. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And we got a lot of men in that district, right. and so you know, we got to be ready to roll, and we can't hurt ourselves. Uh, come district time like we did tonight at times or you dig a hole you can't dig out of but right. you know just real proud of our kids with the effort and re resolve and and uh, just a great group to be around well congratulations and good luck the rest of the season hey thanks jeremy Thank appreciate you. it i have coach micah breckenridge of king city uh coach you uh hung tough in the first half uh what was the key to staying close in the first half i mean we just did you know the things that we wanted to you know starting the game out and we ran the ball played pretty good defense 
Um, they came out, you know, in their first series, a um, little different look, a little different formation that we weren't ready for. Um, we got that ironed out, and then, you know, the rest of the, you know, that first half, we played really well. Um, you know, even, you know, got down to the red zone, had some, you know, mistakes, some penalties that I thought that we should have been able to, to score in the first half, um, you know, and go up a score, but instead, you know, give them the turn the ball over on downs, a couple of big pass plays and, you know, 10 seconds and, and they're up by six at halftime. So mm -hmm. first half, I thought we played really well. Um, you know, second half or at halftime, um, you know, we didn't make a lot of adjustments. We just wanted to come back and keep doing those things, um, you know, but started out with a, a miscue on the kickoff and, and gave them or the kickoff return, had a fumble and then, you know, had had another one, had two picks. So we had four turnovers in the second half. Yeah. And we just couldn't get anything going. So where does this take you to next week into the postseason? Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're, you know, we feel we feel good about how we're playing. We just can't have mistakes. We can't have turnovers. You know, we played, um, you know, a lot of the teams really tough. Um, you know, we just we just have to execute and can't make mistakes. So, you know, we feel good. And that's the thing I told them. I'm like, you know, our, our season's not over. Everything, you know, that we want is still in front of us. Um, you know, so we just have to start getting those things cleaned up and and uh, execute and, you know, be, be, you know, play as clean as we can. Well, I appreciate the time and uh, good luck uh, next week and good luck into the postseason. I appreciate it. Thank right. you. Thank you. I'd like to thank Coach Fountain and Coach Breckenridge for taking the time to talk to me after the game. I also caught up with Jared Relis of Albany TV after the game. I have Jared Relis of uh, Albany TV. Uh, he just called the game uh, that Albany won 46-12. to uh, Jared, uh, just give me your thoughts on the game. Well, it was a well-fought game. I mean, that's what you expect out of the GRC and the eight-man. I mean, every team is really good, and King City showed it the first quarter. Uh, they were able to get uh, quite a big, uh, few big plays out of uh, their uh, big quarterback, Ty Mooney, Blakely Eaton. We, I saw him during warm-ups. So I said, that's going to be somebody that's going to make an impact on this game, and he did. Came in, played really well. Warriors kind of got a little slow at the start. But the game really turned um, right before the second half. Warriors had the ball with about a minute and a half left at their own two-yard line, are able to go down and score with a couple of big pass plays to Porter Davis. He's really come up big so far the past couple of weeks for the Warriors. Came up with some uh, big uh, catches along the sidelines with defenders in his face. And really, it was, after that, it was just all Warriors in the second half. Yeah, it was uh... – uh, Albany was at the four-yard line, uh, and then uh, uh, Kemper Klein, he uh, got out to the sideline, got a first down at the 12-yard at the, uh, line. Next play, uh, it was a pass to midfield to, uh, to Porter Davis, and then he had an uh, immediately next play. Yep. It was on the sideline, the near sideline. It was a 30 and a 37-yard pass right. back-to-back. Yeah, and then so it was at the four-yard line, and then and – then, uh, next play, Kemper runs it in, uh, and it's just like boom, 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 just like that. And you probably see maybe the, the uh, air out of this place for the King City fans. Uh, it was just like, I mean, you, you, I was thinking over there, it's probably okay. They're probably just going to run it out. And that was the exact thought that I had yeah. said during the broadcast. Well, down here, you've only got a little bit of time right. left. You might just kneel it out and take the, take yeah. the tie going into halftime. But the Warriors get a big play from Kemper Klein to get the first down and then the two big pass plays and they even leave with a timeout with five seconds left. 
so, uh, after the score. So so they took the momentum into halftime, but it, the, the momentum just kept coming because the first right right when they came out, they get the uh, onside kick. Right, they they get the onside kick, and so it, it was just like the the momentum just kept with them, and they marched right back uh, down the field. And of course, it was that was at midfield, yes. so they didn't have to go all the way down the field. Uh, but then Klein ran it in for another seven yards, and it just seemed like. Everything that King City had done to stay close, uh, uh, Albany just uh, really just started pulling away. Um, one of the stats I had, and of course these are all unofficial, was right before Albany uh, started that drive, uh, the, the I, I was about to say 98, but this is an 80-yard field, 78-yard yep. drive. Um, they were tied in yards, yes. uh, is what I had. And then right after, and after that, Albany just... Uh, took over, and I think I, I have that they had uh, 169 more yards in the game. So yes. it, was, it was a big difference uh, in in the number of yardage after that play, and and obviously points because it was 12-12 going into that, yes. and then and then the Warriors had all the rest of the points. So. Well, and you looked at it, King City. They had a couple of drives where they had short fields started within the Albany 20-yard line, and the Albany defense came up with some big stops, but then. It was either a punt that only went four or five yards, and then mm-hmm. it was a fumbled uh, snap on the punt that gave King City good field position. But again, the Warrior defense showed like what they've done all season. They can bend, but they're not going to break. Yeah, yeah. If you say there was one bad point for uh, for Albany tonight, uh, was probably their punting game. Yes. They did, they did not have a good punting game. Uh, four yard punt, a twelve yard punt, and then An another football. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, and, and another one where they fumbled on the punt. So punting was not not the strong suit for for uh, Albany tonight. But really, the rest of the game, especially in the second half, it was a really good game. Uh, one of the uh, I would say strong plays in the second half that I, that I I think stood out was Kyle Burke. Yes. Um, he had two interceptions and a touchdown reception. Uh, you know, I talked to uh, Coach Fountain about it and said Kyle Burke has really been, you know, one of the big keys for them this year. Yeah, he uh, did an interview uh, this morning with uh, my uh, color analyst yeah. on the BNG in the Morning yes. podcast. And, you know, you look at some of those Warriors that have really stepped up this year. Um, you look at Porter Davis. He's kind of been injured throughout his uh, career. Kyle Burke kind of got a little bit of playing time, didn't play his freshman year. Jared Bunton, another one of those kids that his first year playing, um, those are kind of the kids that have really been stepping up for the Warriors. It's the role players for the Warriors. Everybody knows about the Kemper Kleins, the Truman Runnels, but it's some of those extra players that are starting to make the plays offensively, defensively for the Warriors, and without them, uh, the Warriors aren't mm-hmm. sitting at 7-1 and one here at uh, the end of Week 8. Yeah, it, so where where does this take uh, Albany uh a win like this, I mean, it was they were expected to win this yes. game. I'm not saying saying they weren't, but uh, you know they're seven and one now. Uh, they go into next week. Uh, Pattsburgh's not going to be an easy no. game. They, they're a good offensive team, but where where does a win take this? Because they're going to be in a tough district. It you know there, there's five teams in there that are probably the top five of the top six teams yes. in the state. Um, so you know does. They're a team that I think is is capable of any of those uh, five to win that district. Uh, kind of like when you look back at the COVID year of 2020, um, the Warriors had, I think it was four games where the differential was less than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And every single team came out of those games saying, the last team we want to see in districts is Albany. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling if you ask the uh, – Worth County Tigers that they might want to see Albany again because they yes. thought they kind of uh, should have won that game. But um, you ask Platte Valley, if you ask North Andrew, Albany is not a team that they want to meet because we're very no. physical. Um, 
we can do a lot of stuff offensively, run it down your throat, we can spread it out, we can pass, and then we're going to hit you hard defensively as well. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, North Andrew, they got out to the big lead last week, but uh, Albany came roaring back, and it, it probably is just if, it, if they wouldn't have gotten out to a 30-point lead, Albany may have came back and won that game. But, uh, you know, I, I could see it being a, a, a different result uh, yes. next time. But, yeah, Worth County's, Worth County's a team I think might have a little bit of revenge. <laughs> revenge. Yes. They, they seem to have played a little angry <laughs> since that game. Yes. Uh, I said King City got the brunt yes. of it. Uh, that week after for yeah. uh, Worth County's homecoming. And speaking of Worth County, Albany is a Worth County fan uh, tomorrow because it's it's a uh, you know if Worth County wins that Albany is still alive for the conference uh, title. So so right now there are a lot of people torn in Albany because yes. you either root for Worth County for a shot at the GRC title or you root for North Andrew for Worth County to kind of drop in districts. Yeah. Either one looks good for Albany. Right. But again, Albany still has to take care of business again next week against Pattonsburg. Right. As well. So. Uh, uh, it's a good Albany win tonight, forty-six to twelve. King City, uh, you know, it was a it was a tough game for them. But King City going next week, they they finished season against St. Joe Christian. Uh, then they're on to districts. Their districts is a little bit easier. There's still some good teams in there. Oryx in there, um, uh, Bishop LeBlanc's in there. Those are very good quality teams. Uh, and you also have a Bramer and Sturtsville Osborne that have had some good seasons. So while the road is not as a gauntlet like them you know they have some quality opponents in there but i think this is a team that that could do something in the postseason yes they district three is going to take notice of some of the scores that king city lost to but if you look at their losses their losses are to worth county um north andrew and albany three of the top five teams in the state king city and the media poll has not dropped out of the top 10 yet this season right i i don't know if they will after this game or not but i see a lot of positives coming out of king city um with Blake Leeton at quarterback, Ty Mooney being able to run, Zeke Fisher being able to pass as well. This is a very good King City team that is going to do some damage not only this year into districts, but even for the next couple of years. Yeah, as well. I, I think they're they're a high quality team. I, I don't think you can judge them by their losses because the the teams that they've lost to are yes the top teams in the state. <laughs> exactly. Uh, th- this this uh, conference is a gauntlet. So well, I appreciate the time, uh, Jared and. Uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you again down the road and, uh, you know, seeing some more uh, quality eight-man football then. Yes, thank you, Jeremy, and thank you for everything you do for the conference. All right, thank you. Tomorrow night, I will be at Trenton for the Gallatin-Trenton game. Uh, If you uh, heard uh, my podcast with uh, Clifton Grooms on the Cliff Notes podcast tonight, you would have heard some information that uh, I talked about um, I'll talk a little bit about it, it right now, but uh, take a listen. Go to the Cliff Notes podcast, search for that, and you can hear a little bit more. But uh, really, the the this is the biggest game we've seen in the GRC 11-man in a long, long time. So go and uh, give a listen to Cliff Notes podcast. We talk about that game, a little bit more about the GRC. But, uh, you know, search for Cliff Notes podcast on uh, your favorite podcast uh platform and give that a listen. But tomorrow night, I will be at Trenton Gallatin uh, for the big game in the GRC 11 man. So, so long for tonight and I'll catch you again tomorrow night on the GRC Friday night game of the week.